Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Left of Straight Show with your host, Scott Fullerton, as we discuss everything under the rainbow sun, from LGBT issues to foodies, entertainment to books. Join us as we talk to some of the most interesting leaders and celebrity LGBT guests and allies on the Internet. So grab a cocktail, it's always happy hour somewhere, and enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Scott Fullerton. Howdy, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Left of Straight Show. It is Monday, June 15th, 2020. I am your host, Scott Fullerton. Welcome to a musical Monday in the Left of Straight Show. We had big equality news today from the Supreme Court that I'm going to go into a little bit here. But welcome to the show. Um, We got a great lineup of guests for you tonight. I have a brand new intern to the show that's helping us work the boards tonight in the background. Miss Loviana's on. We'll introduce her later. And we are going to have a good old night tonight coming up in just a couple of seconds here. We're going to have our special Monday musical minute. This week is Jay Knight. He's going to give you an independent music tip today and feature a brand new artist for you guys to listen to. And then my very special guest for this evening, we have the vocal and cello duo Brandon and James calling in from New York City and they're bringing with them their own very special guest Miss Conception from Canada so it's going to be an exciting show with that and then in our second hour our special guest tonight is going to be Brian Justin Crumb so we got some great music going on for you this evening I am excited all sorts of great stuff here we're going to talk about The Supreme Court today said that you cannot discriminate in labor, in being gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender. That is huge because right now 31 states, including my state of Ohio, can fire you just for being gay or transgender or bisexual or lesbian. But as of today, the Supreme Court says no, and it's a six to three vote. Usually these close ones are five to four. Six to three vote. We're going to talk about it tomorrow. I'm going to have a very special guest on from Equality Ohio. We're going to talk about what the ruling means. So I'm very, very excited about all that. But first, let's go ahead and jump into it. We've got a big show tonight, and I want to uh, play a little of our Monday Musical Minute with Jay. So we recorded this earlier tonight. So Loviana is going to play us out. Uh, here is Jay Knight with our Monday Musical Minute. I'll be back on the other side. I'm Jay Knight, and welcome to the Monday Music Minute. For today's indie music tip, I'm going to tell you how to spot scam promotion services. Now, there's many ways to spot a scam promo service, but today I'm going to focus on two things, guaranteed results and limited platforms. Let me explain. These promo companies usually all offer the same type of promo packages, and these packages usually offer a specific or an approximate number of streams, plays, or views on a limited number of platforms. These platforms 
are almost always Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. There's a reason for that, which I'll get to soon. Now, the first red flag for you should be the specific or approximate number of streams offered. No honest marketer will ever guarantee results. It's impossible for anyone to guarantee you how the public will react to or interact with your music or video. Now, to get around this obvious problem, these marketers will tell you that they run your promotion until it reaches the guaranteed number of streams or views they promised. Well, that's just ridiculous. No company that was actually spending money promoting you could afford to run your campaign until it reached the number of uh, that they guaranteed you. If a song or video sucked, they'd lose money promoting it. It's a bad business practice. What many of these companies are actually doing is using bots to generate fake streams, views, and engagement. What some of the smaller one-person operations do is run multiple computers at a time and stream your music or play your vid over and over. How do I know this? Well, many ways. One, I've made these mistakes, which is why I'm bringing these tips to you. And one of the ways I've discovered these tricks that they pull is by simply looking at your Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube stats. If you see tens of thousands of new views or streams coming from one city, regardless of how big that city is, it's most likely BS. The Internet just doesn't work that way. Now, the smarter ones use VPNs to hide this fact, but most of them are just too lazy or don't think you'll ever notice that all your streams just came from a town whose population is only a quarter of the number of total streams you just received. <laughs> okay, so let's continue on this with the bots. Let's move on to the next red flag, and that's a limited number of platforms. There's a reason most of these companies limit you to SoundCloud, YouTube, and Spotify. It's because most of the bots are built for these sites. Now, that's not to say there aren't bots for Apple Music, Deezer, etc. But if you search for these bots yourself, and you can, you can find them online, you can download them, run them on your own computer. I don't, I don't advise it. Uh, there's many reasons for why you wouldn't want to do this, but you can find them out there. And if you do find them, you'll see that most of them are built for YouTube, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Some of these promo companies... Um, actually only offer one or two platforms. There's, there's a lot that just offer it just for SoundCloud, and, and that should just be a huge red flag for you. You should run away. It's 99.9% it's .9 chance that it's going to be fake streams. Okay? Um, the bottom line is real marketers will not limit where they promote you. They will try to get the biggest audience possible by taking advantage of every platform out there and will try to get you more than just views or streams. The goal of real marketers is to build a lasting brand. Almost all of these promo companies, really all they do is they just take your money. My advice, hook up with a branding specialist. Brands are what sell. All right, so now let's move on to our featured artist. Okay? Today's featured artist, artist is Jay Gregory. That's J-G-R-G-R-Y, Jay Gregory. Now, I found Jay on Twitter, and just let me tell you, he, he blew me away. His voice is what really caught my attention. A lot of people can sing, you know, a lot of people can carry a tune, but the special ones, they have a certain tone to their voice that separates them from the rest, and Jay Gregory has got that tone. He combines outstanding vocals along with slick melodies and hot beats to arrive at a sound all his own. On his website, he states, his music draws from his experience growing up as a gay man in an ultra-religious environment who then struggled deeply with alcoholism on a path to self-acceptance and self-love. He's played live shows that also featured the Killers and Lumineers. 
and he hails from Tacoma, Washington. You can learn more about Jay at jgregorymusic.com. That's J-G-R-G-R-Y music.com. And you can check me and my music out at jnightmusic.com. That's J-K-N-I-G-H-T music.com. So, without further ado, God is going to spin Jay Gregory's newest track, Don't Ever Give Up, and I'll see you again in a couple weeks. Peace. you guys we are back thanks to jay knight for his monday musical minute and we also have uh brandon and james come on just a little bit but they're actually calling me on my cell phone so we may have a not a correct number here so i'm going to check on that but uh that was jay gregory that's um jay knight's 
music find of the week at independent music. We're going to go ahead and play a little bit of Brandon and James. This is uh, It Must Have Been Love. And hopefully when I come back, we're going to have Brandon and James on the line here. You're listening to Left and Straight Show right here on the Left and Straight Radio Network.
All righty, guys and gals, we are back. That was It Must Have Been Love, orchestrated by my next guest. I'm so excited to have them on the show. They've been friends of the show for just about three and a half years now, and we only get to talk once or twice a year. They remind me of their presence, though, with their beautiful music and stunning Instagram postcards from faraway places. Their authenticity as artists and as a couple suit their personalities and come across, especially in print, in a soon-to-be-published memoir by one half of the dynamic duo. And they brought with them today a featured guest on one of their newest covers, Dancing on Your Own by Robin. I can't wait to catch up and talk a little music, a little writing, and a little drag. So let's talk to the fantastic Brandon James and James Clark of Brandon and James and the fabulous misconception herself, Kevin Levesque. Welcome, boys. How are we doing? Very well. Hello. Hello there. Hello. Hello, y'all. Welcome to the show. We are multinational today. I'm so excited. How are y'all holding up? We're doing pretty good. We're so happy to hear our, our sister, Kevin, Misconception's voice on the phone. We, we all miss each other so much. We're, we're used to playing the same performance circuits, and as you know, everything's been canceled, so we're all kind of we're on touch, in touch online, but we haven't seen each other in a while, and I miss you. I hope you're doing I miss well. You too. We were supposed to be in P-Town, too. Oh. I know. Oh, wow. It's been a rough time, but we're doing well. <laughs> we're, we're keeping our spirits high. We're working on new creative projects. We're collaborating with friends. We're having a great time. Doing a lot of virtual things. There yes. you go. Well, you've been having some amazing virtual con- concerts, and uh, Kevin's been doing some amazing shows as well. Let's talk about that one in time. All three of you guys are traveling so much between cruise ships and Puerto Vallarta and all sorts of other places. You are usually on the go, go, go. Brandon, tell me what it's been like being in the same city for more than a couple weeks at a time. Well, it's the first time in a several years that that has happened so it's been nice to be at home and and do kind of things and feel like I have some sort of routine I've been cooking a lot and as everyone jokes also gaining weight but um, it's been really fun to to delve into new recipes and some of my favorite cookbooks and get to know some new cocktails every night at five o'clock I don't think that we've eaten the same meal uh, twice in three months now it's kind of been amazing that's thanks to me. Just yeah, by the that's way. yeah. I've been very <laughs> nice. Spoiled. I yeah, like yeah. it very well. Good. You know, it's, well, we it's know such he's... a strange. Sorry, please go, go ahead. ahead. No, you it's go such ahead. Such a strange please. time to such a strange time to be a human being in this world, but um, there's something comforting knowing that we're all in it together. Yeah, we're all in the same boat, literally, and um, we're just kind of staying positive and staying focused and creative. There you go. And James, you know, I like to tease you every time you come on because you're usually down home activity when you actually spend time at home is doing laundry. Are you actually sick of doing laundry yet? Um, well, no, because we kind of are wearing less clothes. Well, I didn't mean that quite how that sounded. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah, with, there's less going out, so there's less, less, uh, less changes of clothes, I guess, and less laundry to do. So, uh, yeah, it's been pretty relaxed actually more laundry more day. Day. That's weekend out exactly less performance wear i like it i like it a lot and kevin i mean 
You, we're going to talk about everything you've done such good in your community. You've raised $40,000 bike riding from Toronto to Montreal. You could have probably raised a million biking all over town in these three months. How are you doing? What have you been keeping busy with? <laughs> right. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, we uh, years ago we did the uh, Friends for Life bike rally racing for HAP uh, from Toronto to Montreal. So it's been weird to be back in my city, too. Now I'm, now I'm all only imagining lasagna and uh, naked boys right now <laughs> <laughs> i know right Where but, um, mine goes? it's horrible exactly it's been uh, it's been very different to be home and stuff like that but uh, you know i'm actually enjoying it because i'm getting a chance to spend time with my sisters it's been years since i've spent this much time with my sisters and my family so it's actually been very neat and very different doing the shows online <laughs> there you go exactly well, my listeners know Brandon and James pretty well. We've had some great conversations in the past, and they can always go to their archives. Give, introduce yourself to my listeners a little bit. Tell me about uh, where you grew up and what kind of a kid were you, Kevin? Oh, my gosh. I was a terrorizing child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I was, a, I was a, a, a kid that was ADD, and all they wanted to be was on I grew up in uh, Toronto, Canada, and uh, I've got uh, two loving parents that are majorly into the gay scene. Actually, my mom and dad probably only have gay friends now. Uh, (laughs) I have two uh, great sisters, and uh, a little history about myself is I've been doing drag for over 20 years now. It's actually my 20th anniversary this year doing drag, and uh, I landed myself a gig in Puerto Vallarta 10 years ago. And I haven't looked back since. And I met amazing people like Renan James, and uh, I've met a whole bunch of people in Provincetown. And dreams have come true when you turn a drag queen from lip sync into live singing. I love it. That's amazing. Well, we're going to talk more about that. Um, I want to talk about stuff going on in the U.S. now. We have uh, Pride Month intermingling with All Black Lives Matter. We've had a roller coaster of emotions from not being allowed to adopt from a rule here to having trans health taken away to getting equality in the workplace today at the Supreme Court. Uh, James, how are you handling all these fields here, man? It's a lot. It's actually, it's a, it's a real lot, but um, yeah, there's, it, it, there's so much a process, but um, we've, we've been kind of going to some protests here in New York city and, and doing what we can to, educate ourselves and, and be part of what we hope is going to be some legitimate change on the black lives matter front. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of overwhelming, but you just kind of take on what you can and, and try and educate and, and stay as positive as we can too. Right. Right. And, and Brandon, how have you been holding up on all that kind of wrapping your head around it? Okay, I I allow myself some time to look at the news and stay informed, and then I have to stay away from it because I'm I'm such an empath at heart. That that kind of uh, inflammatory rhetoric that comes from leadership um, and sometimes comes from my angry tweets <laughs> lately. Um, <laughs> it, it it really gets the best of me. What's what's happening right now? Um, but the the movement that I've seen from our generation and generations younger people out on the streets saying all over the world that what's happening with systemic racism has to end. And we've already seen real change coming from these protests in the last couple of weeks. Um, So I I think 
2020 is clearly running a whole gamut of emotions. There's there's so much hope and so much beauty in humanity amidst all these crises, and I just keep reminding myself of that, that no matter what happens to us as a human race, that we're always going to survive. We're always going to thrive. That's what humanity is. That's what humans do. There you Amen. go. And, yeah. Kevin, we would train you – trade you presidents, prime ministers any day of the week, but it's been such a solidarity to see all these other countries kind of standing behind what we're going through in the States. Um, Tell me about celebrating pride up in Canada and how you kind of see things from afar from at our angle here. Well, seeing things from afar is absolutely, you know, it's, it is a lot for the world, but I'm so it's happening. Things are happening now, like you were saying, and, and I'm, we need to change. We need to change this. You know, it, it's, it's just out of control and, and we need, you know, dump out and, you know, you, yeah, we, I don't want him. We, we like Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, uh, it's changed. Like you said, it's everywhere in the world and it's so great to see people coming together finally to make change, you know, and, and it was just really upsetting that people at first were talking about uh, how, you know, all oh, these protests and this and that. And I was like, well, how do you think we got gay rights, you know, with Stonewall? And and so it, it, and change is happening, and it, uh, I'm praying it's going to be for the better, and I know it will because humans are very powerful people. That is so true. Well said, well said, very good. Well, Brandon, I want to talk to you for a minute about a book you have coming out. Um, lyrics of my life, my journey with family, HIV, and reality TV. I don't want to get into what's inside it too much because it's still waiting to be released and they can go out and buy it, damn it. But let's talk a little (laughs) bit about the process. Tell me about how this all came together and what that was like as a process for you putting your life out there. Um, Yeah, lyrics of my life was, it's it's a memoir. Um, I wrote it in chronological order, really, um, from my time since birth to a, an event that happened maybe five years ago. And it comes out September 18th, uh, worldwide. It's being distributed by Simon and & Schuster. And um, it really just came about by accident. I had no aspirations of being a writer. Or uh, when I was a kid, I never thought anywhere in my life would I be a, a writer or a poet. And I've written some original songs, but I've never thought they were very good. But I started writing blogs on our, our website because a social media manager we were working with at the time said you should write blogs i'm sure you know this you have a podcast scott um about right, your right. seo score your search engine optimization score so i started writing these blogs and a couple of literary agents approached me and said a, a common thing to do these days is to, to to turn your blogs into a book and i thought okay this is great that'll be easy um was copy and paste a few of my blogs and turn them into a book if that's what they want. That sounds like a cool thing. I'm not going to say no to the universe when an opportunity presents itself that's challenging and interesting. I try to go for it when I can. Um, So I found a literary agent I liked and they shopped around a deal for me and um, I signed something with a a publisher called Clea's Press, which is under Simon & Schuster, and and they said, we want you to write all new uh, content. And I was not expecting that. that. And they said um, it's a minimum 65,000 words. It took me, I said, it took the better part of a year and a half. Um, and I really wanted to, once we got the idea to write it chronologically, because people write memoirs in different different order, 
um, right. I really wanted to take myself back to those places of those memories and those stories of my formative years about what happened in my life that made me who I am today as an adult. And some of that, as James sitting here next to me can attest, was very painful. I was in tears a lot. I was angry at times. I remember having kind of um, bitter conversations with my parents about things that I'd let go and forgiven them for from years past. But when you're dredging all of that stuff up in detail, it's amazing what, what comes up with it. Uh, so the whole process right. was was really healing and cathartic for me, and I'm I'm super glad I, I wrote it, and I, I I learned so much from, from myself and about myself from writing the book, and I keep thinking now in this time of a pandemic that I was once worried that I was going to die from a virus, and and I beat it, and I hope that when people read this story that they'll they'll see hope in in what's happening in their lives now, um, whether or not it's affecting themselves or loved ones of theirs, and, and remember that uh, this too shall pass. I love that. That is, that is words to live by, my friend. And James, while he's going through this whole process, like you said, you're kind of living through it vicariously with him. Anything you found out new about him? I mean, you guys have been together a long time now, but these things bring up lots of memories. What did it mean to you for to um, kind of help him talk through these uh, feelings and everything? Um, it was a bit of an experience before or after I was throwing things at you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it never got that bad. It didn't get that bad. I kind of felt um, sad, actually. I just was, I, I, I could see that it was quite a process for Brandon, and it, I was kind of um, sympathetic, I guess, that he was feeling sad, and so I kind of felt sad for him. It was, it was a big year. He had a, an O birthday that year that he was writing the book, and I just could tell he was going through it a bit. So, um, yeah, I did what I could to try and stay buoyant and, and keep us both going and, and let him vent when he needed to and um, try to be supportive as best I could. I'm not sure how well I did at that, but we're still here, so it kind of be too bad. <laughs> there you go. You made it through that exactly. Very, very cool. Well, I, like I said, I don't want to give too much to um, away in the book, but I want you to talk about, I mean, I was kind of, thank you very much for sending me an advanced copy. First of all, like I said, I loved every bit of it. I forgot that you'd grown up in Orange County, that we both had some of the similar Disneyland experiences. I didn't yeah. know you were such a klutz when you were growing up. You were a mess. <laughs> you broke more things than, uh, than any other person that I know. But uh, the one thing I do want you to talk about, if you wouldn't mind for a second, Brandon, is I thought there's a very powerful story that kind of ran through the book with Josie. Uh, do you mind sharing a little bit of that? Um, sorry, can you say that one more time? I said uh, the only th- the one I don't want to talk too much about the book, but the one thing, if you wouldn't mind sharing, that kind of ran through the book was uh, Josie. Do you mind talking about her a little bit? Josie, That's can you tell me? Following? The one that was followed that's followed you in uh, the kind of when you were have thinking of um, when you were having bad thoughts of what you might do to yourself and kind of this Josie girl that now has kind of followed you guys around in different places. Do I have the name right? Maybe I'd have no. the name wrong. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be so fun to listen back to. I don't know who um, that person is. To okay. Be well, I. 
all right, well, that's fine. Then I will, we will have to figure this out together and we'll figure it out. No big deal. <laughs> well, that makes a good transition point though. Cause I want to get into the music now and talk about the music. We have some great music that was dropped today, dancing on my own featuring the lovely misconception. Kevin, I love the video. I want to talk about it on the other side. Let's take a quick break. Let the listeners listen to it. And we'll be back in just a couple of moments. You're listening to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight radio network. Somebody said you got a new friend. Does she love me better than I can? There's a big black sky over my town I know where you're at, I bet she's around Yeah, I know but I just gotta see it for myself I'm in the corner watching you kiss her Oh, I'm right over here, why can't you see me? Keep dancing on my own 
come up and the music dies, but you don't see me standing here. All righty, we are back. That was my special guests, Brandon and James, uh, featuring their special guests here today, Misconception. Guys, I absolutely love that song. I love the video that dropped today. I want to talk all about it. First, uh, Brandon and James, talk me what it takes to get a song to draw you in for a cover like that. James, you do a lot of orchestrations. Is it the music you want to play with, or Brandon, do you want to play with the, with the actual words? What makes you guys go into picking a cover? It's a bit of both of those things. Um, often um, we'll be drawn to a song uh, for something that kind of suits Brandon's uh, voice um, and has a, a really nice lyrical line about it. Uh, for this song, we decided to just use cellos. There's a tiny bit of piano in there too, but it's really just an accompaniment of about six or seven cello parts uh, that we just kind of layered um, in the studio and then uh, put Brandon's voice on top of We just thought it kind of had a, a nice us feel about it that way. Um, yeah, we've done a lot of arrangements at this point where it's a, a lot of overlaid cello parts and, and a vocal part, and it's kind of become a signature sound of ours, in, in a sense. So it's a song that I've always loved so much. I, I remember I moved to Chicago uh, to take a job at, at Lyric Opera at the time and had gotten out of a relationship and was really by myself when Dancing on My Own came out uh, with Robin singing it originally. And I just remember listening to it over and over and over at the gym and on long walks and runs and thinking, you know, I'm feeling lonely right now, but I got this. It's okay. And we really wanted to, to, to film a video that showed what that was about. And we love Misconception so much. She, she plays in Puerto Vallarta in P-Town and sells out every single night of her shows, everywhere she goes. Mm-hmm. She's one of the most, I sound like a, probably an, ancient person for saying this, but she's one of the most um, wholesome drag queens I could ever imagine. I could see her like on primetime TV on the David Letterman show or Jay Leno or back in the day or Jimmy Fallon. I wish wish she would be discovered by one of them because uh, she has such brilliant comic timing and just really makes you fun uh, and want to laugh with like good vibes and good wholesome. Yeah. So we wanted to, to find a way to, to express this song in a different way, and, and um, Misconception had, happened to be playing in the same theater as us, and we thought, well, let's ask her and see if she'd be so kind to, to, to collaborate with us, with us with her presence. And kind of explore what it means to be a, a drag performer. I love that. And uh, Kevin, tell me about oh. what draws you to a song. You said you're singing live now. Um, I love drag queens that sing live. Talk about what kind of music inspires you and what drew you to this project. Well, first off, thank you, boys. I loved you both so much, and I was so honored to be asked to be in your video. I was blown away, actually. And then seeing it, I was just blown away. I cried my eyes out. I was just like, wow, it's happening. It's so great. Um, Being drawn to music myself, I I, doing drag, uh, I mean, for years and years, just lip-syncing stuff, and I, I always too worried to sing live as a drag queen because I had a, a a man's voice when I sung and someone one day in Toronto, Steve Rosen, who passed away, 
uh, he said to me, he goes, it doesn't matter. You, you just do you and people will love you. It doesn't matter that you don't sound like a female when you sing live. And so creating shows over the years in, in Mexico, when I put my shows together, I really just try to think of what the audience wants uh, and which is uh, different from other drag queens too. So because some drag queens do what they want to do or something. And me, I think, well, do these people know these characters and uh, do they, would they like these songs and and stuff like that? So I really play uh, on the comedy aspect of the costume changes. So I'm a costume changer. So sometimes I'll have about 15 characters in my show and I reveal the costumes right on stage. They're layered. I come out looking like, uh, a kid in a snowsuit. It's amazing. <laughs> His culture changes are out of this world. I want to see it so bad. I was doing my research on you, Kevin, and just amazing. Your little line of wigs reminds me of Maura Rose from Schitt's Creek. It's just like, I got to see this guy in person sometime. It's just freaking amazing. Absolutely love it. Oh, gosh, well, let's you. talk about the video. I love that we're a little bit naked in it, all three of you guys, which I like a little bit. Um, guys, you get to explore with a little bit of drag makeup. Uh, talk about the experience of creating the video, um, Brandon or, or James or both. Well, we just wanted to, we kind of, the, the whole con- the, the concept of the song is uh, dancing on my own, be, not being seen kind of for who you are maybe. And we kind of liked um, that aspect of, of, I mean, it's kind of relevant to all performers because we wear makeup um, not quite on the same level as Misconception and other drag performers, but, you know, kind of putting on a face and a character and a persona to perform is, is kind of part of our world and obviously part of the drag world. So we wanted to kind of explore how that all might interact with one another and, of course, with the song. Yeah, and we nice. used that quote from RuPaul, we're all born naked, the, the rest is just drag. And I think that's a great way to encapsulate humanity uh, we're all born the same, no matter what the color of our skin and our, our gender, our sexual preference, or our race, creed, religion. And then what we choose to put on over ourselves is up to us, and whether that be good or bad. Um, and, and that's kind of the, the concept of, of the video is that we are, we are all the same at the end of the day, regardless of what what is on us. All those things that are on us are just things. Well said, and I love that that quote is in the beginning of the video. Um, Kevin, talk to me. I mean, drag performers, your your show going through the process, and that's kind of a big deal for a lot of drag performers being out of drag, and you're showing yourself through the entire process. Is that cathartic for you, or what kind of what is that like to show your true self underneath the drag in a video? Uh, it was actually very empowering because I never usually do that. I don't uh, usually do stuff as Kevin as much, uh, except for TikTok videos. But uh, <laughs> we'll talk but about to that. Me, it was right, right. It was <laughs> uh, it was really empowering. And when they asked me, you know, the boys asked me. They said, uh, <laughs> they said, so what do you feel about taking off your shirt? And I was like, oh, girl. And I was like, okay, you go back. <laughs> I, go, I go, as long as the cameras are belly up, I said, you know, just cut it like right below my breast of And because <laughs> I've never, I, you know, I've always been that self-conscious boy of being overweight and, and uh, you know, not taking off my shirt in public sometimes and stuff. But it was very empowering and it was very, 
it was real to do, and it actually made me want to be able to take off my shirt more. You know, in Mexico this year, when we were on the beach, I actually took my shirt off because I thought to myself, well, who cares? I don't care. You know, everyone's beautiful in their own way. And and Amen. so doing that was just absolutely amazing. And then doing the shots in the dressing room, me getting ready and drag and stuff like that was uh, quite cool. I love you for that. I'm going to put this thing on repeat because I'm driving for three weeks to Palm Springs to do four weeks of shows in Palm Springs. And this quarantine body is just not having it by the pool every day in 107 <laughs> degree weather. But it is what it is, right? You got you got to live, love yourself. How the hell are you going to love someone else if we're going to keep with Hello. you, Paul? Amen. <laughs> Guys, talk about um, – what what you hope, I mean, it's, it's launching today. What do you really hope, as you said, this is an empowerment video, I think, as much as it's just a great cover of a song. What are you most proud about with the finished product that came out today? Well, I think that the timeliness is, is really interesting because Pride went virtual this year, as we all know. And a lot of people right. literally are dancing on their own. There are a lot of people who are, are sometimes always isolated and pride is the, the, the month where they can come together with their LGBTQ brothers and sisters in different places and celebrate. And, and this year they can't really come out to do that together. So I think the message of that it's okay to be alone sometimes is, is really timely and really important right now. Mm, well said. Very good. And James, what do you hope people get out of the video? Um, that there's more that connects us than doesn't. Um, I hope, yeah, I hope people see the vulnerability and the kind of stripped back humanity of the of the video, and that that resonates with them regardless of who they are. Right, right. Very nice. All right. Well, we don't have much time. Though. Let's talk about some future projects here, Kevin. I'll start with you. Uh, looking over you. A woman never tells her age, and you're throwing yourself a 40th birthday party. You're a brave soul, my friend. Talk about this event you have coming Woo-hoo! up. <laughs> uh, yeah, on uh, June, uh, June 28th, uh, live on my Facebook feed, uh, which is Kevin Levesque and Misconception, I'll be doing at 7.30 Eastern Standard, Standard Time, is my 40th birthday show online, which I'm quite excited about. And it sucks that I have to do it in the living room, but I, at least I get to do it with my sisters. Uh, and, and have a good time doing that. Um, and then I got the uh, Dragging Across Canada. We were starting a little tour. We got an RV, and we're going to start out with Ontario, um, which is my home uh, province. And uh, we're going to start going around and doing socially distant shows, curbside shows. And we've been booked uh, about almost 25 bookings now where we're going to uh, go around to these different little towns and people are going to book me for their birthdays, anniversaries, and all they have to do is plug in my 200-foot extension cord and I will perform on their driveway or their lawn for their birthdays and I will do about a half an hour, 45-minute show with costume changes all live. That is absolutely amazing. I love every bit of that. Like I said, I'm doing my big gay road trip that I do every year across the country from Northeast Ohio to Palm Springs for my shows. And the first place I'm stopping is in a place called Michigan City, Indiana, that kind of made news this year by doing um, drag curbside to go service. It's a gay owned restaurant. They brought all their drag queens out, bringing the food out to everyone while everyone's quarantined, which was amazing. So that's going to be my first stop on my virtual pride trip across the country that I'm doing. 
I love that you can do that. And the 200-foot. Yeah, cord- it's going to be yeah. fun, I think. <laughs> I think it'll be amazing. I wish I was doing it. In, in, I, I, I thought about doing an RV. I'm doing it in my little Chrysler Sebring. I'm going to be cramped and not be able to get out of the damn thing by the time I get there. But that's okay. <laughs> and Brandon and James, talk about you guys. Um, uh, it's so hard. You guys travel so much. Talk about what might be opening up for you guys. Any hopes or things going on for you guys? Well, first of all, I just want to uh, praise Miss Conception for her ingenuity for working on 25 curbside show bookings. That's amazing. We, <laughs> I feel like we're behind the curve. Well done, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Right? It's so yeah. weird and so funny at the same time. I'm like, oh, my gosh, is this really happening? <laughs> it is. We're all going to look back on this period and just be like, I can't believe that actually happened. Just <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, let's see, we, we kind of took this month off to prepare for the launch of our album. This is our, our, our first single and video from the album, and then uh, officially it will release July 31st. And as you know, as independent artists, we, we do everything ourselves, and there's a lot of uh, research and, and marketing stuff that has to happen in order to promote an album properly. And we raised a lot of money and spent a lot of time recording these songs, and we're really proud of them. So we wanted to kind of give that uh, its full attention. Um, and then the book comes out September 18th, and we're going to continue to play virtual shows. We just, uh, as James joked a long time a few shows ago, that we have to take some time to learn some more repertory. Because we played, yes. I, I want to say, 10 virtual concerts in a row, and it's 90 minutes of material, and it was different every time. So that's, that's a lot of songs. It's a lot of songs. <laughs> but we're working on recording a Christmas album in our, our home studio which we're going to release later this year. So we've got the new album, the book, the Christmas album, and then... And a whole lot of wait and see in terms of the fall and winter dates that we currently have booked. Maybe maybe that happen, maybe they won't, and we will just continue to uh, get creative with how we can uh, perform for people. There you go. I love it, though. You guys are always so creative, and, and your your concerts have been amazing from Broadway to Gaga and everything in between. You've been doing such a great job on those. So congratulations. I'm going to actually go to New York and do a week of New York shows live in September. So if you guys are still in town, we will have to have no, a big book launch for you. That would be fun. We will be here we can, if nothing in else, person for the very first time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's have a meal. There you go. I like that. Especially I like it. Meal. <laughs> exactly. I got my share mask or I have my other mask on, so I'm good. I have share. So we're good. <laughs> One thing that's been kind of fun in New York City, and Kevin, you can tell me if it's the same in Toronto, is um, a lot of the restaurants have been opening for, for takeout and delivery. And sometimes the bars are closed, of course, but but they'll serve to-go drinks. So the gays are kind of congregating on the streets. And, in the park. Or in the parks. And you, you grab a little food and you grab a, a cocktail to go and walk down the street. And as Americans, that's, such an unusual thing because there's no open carry law, but it's been kind of fun in New York City to, you know, in place of having a place to go for Sunday fun day, you, we all just kind of hang out on the sidewalk and and talk to each other and have some have some or hang out in Sheep Meadow in the park and, yeah. and get our to go to go glass of wine. It's it's a new reality, but it's it's been lots of fun, more fun than I expected. Yeah. Kevin, do they do that in Canada at all? Uh, no, actually, well, they're doing. They're, we finally have the rule that we can actually order booze from 
uh, restaurants and stuff like that, but we, we're still not allowed to drink them on the streets. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure, I'm sure has it's happening because we know that every – what's that? I said Canada has their shit together still. <laughs> no, I, I'm sure there's a lot of Mickeys going in people's purses, let me tell you that. <laughs> there you go. I've been kind of keeping up for Palm Springs from when I get down there. They're doing an interesting thing there. They're like closing every other street down and putting outside tables, letting them take the drinks outside and walk around outside with the drinks there and putting extra tables where streets were before and just spread it out a little bit. So it's kind of a fun zone there as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's kind of cool. All right, well, guys, we have to wrap it up. Uh, Kevin, let's start with you. Let everyone know where they can find you on um, your social media and your website. Uh, social media on Instagram and Twitter, I'm Miss C Toronto, M-I-S-S-C Toronto. And my website is www.misconception.ca because I'm the Canadian girl. And <laughs> on Facebook, I'm Kevin Levesque or Misconception. Very, very good. And Brandon James, let me know where they can find your website with all the great stuff on there. BrandonJames.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-E-N James.com. And we're at Brandon J Music on Facebook, Twitter, and Insta. Fantastic. And like I said, I love everything you guys do. Thanks so much for being great friends of the show. And hopefully we can get together in New York. Kevin, been an absolute pleasure getting to meet you. Thanks so much. Stay on the line, guys. Oh, thank We're going to so play much. out with oh, – you guys are very welcome. Thanks for coming on. We're going to play out with thank the you. cover of Chasing Cars. And oh, we'll yeah. be back in a little bit with Brian, Justin Crum. You're listening to Left of Straight Show right here on the Left of Straight Radio Network. <laughs> Show me a garden that's bursting.
journey to actually fall in love with the person I am. Out there somewhere, there are little girls and boys that look like me that don't have anyone to look up to. I am happily living in my truth. Finding your passion and connecting to people, that's how I stay bright. Thank you. 
All righty, guys and gals, we are back. That was the powerful song, and if you saw the video, it's amazing. Bright from my next guest. He's making his second appearance here in the Left of Straight show. Those powerful vocals and soulful or full-out rock anthems bring all the feels to every song he sings. He's been on my radar way back in the earlier days of theater, but you all may probably become fans since he was killing it on America's Got Talent four years ago. I'm excited to kick off our Pride Month of shows here, stacked with some great out and proud members of our community, and I knew I had to have him back on the show. He's got some great new music out we're going to talk all about. So please welcome back the amazing artist, Mr. Brian Justin Crum. Brian, how you doing, buddy? Hey, hey. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing all right. I am so happy. I'm glad you are back on. I'm so excited to have you. We are in such a weird time right now. We have Pride Month mixing with everything happening with our brothers and sisters with Black Lives Matter to all the fields going through everything from losing adoption things to gaining equality in the workplace. How are you holding up in all these fields? As an artist, you got to be feeling every bit of it. Goodness. I am feeling every bit of it. You know, uh, I've really dedicated my social platforms to only uh, lifting up the voices of black artists and uh, black speakers. And so, you know, I think it's time for uh, us as a collective to really showcase and, and shine a light on, you know, people of color at this time. And, you know, it's crazy, but it's also nothing new. This has been going on forever since this country right. came into existence. So while it feels like, you know, a whole different wave, it's, it's just like it's a different wave because people are responding differently. And so that's been really inspiring for, for me to be a part of and to see and witness. I love that. And I, and I agree. I think it's, I'm glad we're seeing our communities meld together stronger than ever before. We've always kind of tried to in the past, but I think between black trans lives and our black lives matter and LGBTQ pride, I think we're really finding a common ground finally, and I love that you're bringing those powerful messages out there. So thank you for that, my absolutely. friend. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, for all the listeners out there, we've largely been oppressed. You know, the LGBTQ community has all been oppressed throughout the time. And if all these different groups who have been oppressed can come together, we will be the most powerful. Um, so it's time to, like, join forces with each other and, and really, really help support support our black brothers and sisters right now yes amen and you just had a birthday a couple weeks ago how was that were you able to uh to hide from quarantine and get a little cocktail or champagne (laughs) or something or how do we celebrate yes always a cocktail um yeah i was able to it's, it's weird having a birthday during quarantine i'm sure everyone out there who has experienced it knows it's uh it, it it feels a little daunting. Like, you know, birthdays for me are usually a time of reflection and like looking at the past year and being really proud of the work that I've done and like looking forward to the future. And this year feels like, I don't know what I have to look forward to because I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so, uh, right. but you know, I got, I got, a, I got, a, I got away. My partner and I and a couple of our friends rented a house in Big Bear Mountain. So we went and spent the weekend in Big Bear. Uh, it was really beautiful. Nice. I love Big Bear. That's fantastic. 
Well, talk about yeah. your partner and you. I, I told you off air that last time you were on, you guys were decorating your yard with so many great succulents and cactuses and everything. <laughs> and this year, following you on social, I'm finding these beautiful plants. Are these a good kind of escape from it all? Um, is this a relaxing thing for you? Talk about this love of gardening. I'm obsessed. Um, it's it's always something. <laughs> if it's not a cacti, it's a rare tropical philodendron that I'm currently obsessed with. So, yeah, it is my therapy. It's my kind of like a zone in. We're so blessed to live in such a beautiful home and have a beautiful yard. And we built a greenhouse that's all, you know, the temperature is regulated. The humidity level is re- regulated. So we have all these really rare tropical plant anthuriums, philodendrons, and monsteras that we collect and we grow and we propagate. So it's it really took off for sure this over this quarantine we've gotten really in to our garden nice i love that very very thank cool. you yeah the well, last time you were on we talked about your background and growing up in san diego and coming out stories so you guys can check the left of straight show archives for that i do want to talk about your broadway background we talked about before i mean that's another thing. Broadway's maybe not coming back until January. You've been able to kind of keep touch with your friends there. Mm-hmm. How are they holding up? Um, any any dreams you had of going back to anything like that? Or are you still concentrating just on the singing songwriting? Well, I was actually supposed to kind of like make my return to musical theater this summer. Um, mm-hmm. It still will, will happen, but it's been um, it's been pushed. Uh, probably till next summer, um, but I'm going to be starring in Children of Eden, uh, which is a Stephen Schwartz musical with Norm Lewis and Deborah Cox uh, and David Phelps. So I'm really excited to make my musical theater return. I miss being on stage and I miss I miss the energy of the musical theater kids and crowd that I, you know, I grew up around. So, yeah, That's I miss amazing. it. I love it. I've I've chatted with a lot of my friends in New York right now. And, you know, something that I find really interesting and inspiring is that, you know, there is no Broadway right now. She's on pause. And, you know, I've experienced, I've I've witnessed rather um, so much racism within the Broadway community and casting and, you know, Mm. black folks and, and people of color not being represented in artistic teams. So I think it's a really amazing time now that, this movement is coming so to the foreground that when Broadway resumes, it can be a totally different place and it can be a different experience. Um, and the people can take it into their hands and, and create the kind of theater that they want to see and be a part of. Um, so I'm excited to see what the future of Broadway will hold. Um, times are a change in. Exactly. And I think if you're not really being introspective right now and realizing how you can fix the situation. I don't think you're going to come out of this ahead. I think people are, are going to not want to work with you if, if the same thing keeps happening as before. So uh, yeah. very well said. Yeah. I really hope that happens. I'm excited you're going sure. back to Broadway. I wasn't sure about that. Now, wasn't Steven kind of like your mentor for a long time back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. Steven okay. really took me under his wing when I was, uh, little wee little guy I met him when I was 18 and he and I worked together many times when I was when I was younger that's fantastic I love that you guys are back together again very very yes reunited (laughs) there you go and it feels so good all right let's talk about the music I mean 
you always travel around usually before all this happens. I mean, last uh, what, what October was when you were, you really went out of town far. I think didn't you go all over the place last October? Talk about how that last tour went. All of all of last year, I was on the road and. I was in Bali and I went to the Maldives and Scotland and I was really all over this planet and I had such an incredible time. I got to take my mom with me a couple of times. I got to take my partner with me a bunch of times. So, you know, 2019 will definitely go down in history for me as like such an incredible year to see and travel and experience so many different cultures. Um, I miss it. <laughs> I bet. I, miss, I never oh thought goodness. that I, I never thought that I would miss the TSA line at the airport, but here we are. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. I love it. Oh my! <laughs> my friend actually uh, made a video. It, it cracked me up because he travels a lot as well, and so he made a uh, his own little video where he put his suitcase on his treadmill and watch it come down like so the baggage funny. claim because he's missing it so much. I was dying. It was so funny. I love it. What did you learn? Every, I mean, you go to all these exotic places and you really, um, not only are trading music, but you learn about yourself. Anything that you really kind of learned about yourself on this trip? You know, it's, it's always, I'm always introspective. I, I really take my time to observe where I'm at and, I've really just been feeling like, you know, there's so many different cultures, but like we all are just like the same everywhere you go. It's like everyone just wants to be accepted. Everyone just wants people to be nice to them and to be treated well. And it's been really good for me to see that like compassion transcends culture. It's like when you move through the world and you're meeting people, be compassionate be loving, be empathetic, and people will receive you with warmth wherever you go. I love that. Fantastic. Well, um, we we had to reschedule. Last time I was going to have you on, I had uh, put out for the fans if they have any questions. I've got a couple ones I want to – got like 200 of them. But I'm going to give you about the top oh, five amazing. here, <laughs> if you don't mind. Yeah, oh, you got fans everywhere, my friend. Um, let's oh, talk about – let's see here. Um, Brandon in Canada writes, do you have any suggestions for musicians that are trying to get a record deal with their demos? Any, how was, what was your big break actually transitioning into song? Was it America's Got Talent or what kind of were you having to slug Uh, around with in the beginning? Yeah, I think America's Got Talent was really the thing that put, catapulted me outside of the theater into being a artist, but Ultimately, my I get this question a lot, and I give this answer a lot. You don't need a label system. Label systems are very archaic forms of entertainment. We live in a world where streaming platforms, any song can be heard. And if you're creating music, it can be heard if you put it out. Mm. Give it to the world and see what happens. I mean, labels are banks. And releasing music and releasing videos is really expensive. And that's why they become so valuable to have that resource, you know, to grab hold of. But, you know, with social media, with everything that we have right now, YouTube, you can be creating and putting out your content. And people will view it. People will see it. And that's how you start to create a fan base. 
once you start kind of creating a fan base, then you can start performing live, selling tickets and making money. It's about consistency, really. If you can find a way to consistently be putting out music and consistently being seen by people, that's how you build, you know, you build your brand or you build your, you know, your vibe, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I, I always implore people don't wait or think that having a record label or having a record deal is going to change your life. Cause I actually know a lot of people who have had record deals that nothing happened for. So it's, it's kind of mm. this business is a toss up, you know what I mean? It's a grab bag. Right. Some, some people get super lucky. Some people get mildly lucky and some people don't get lucky. And it's just like, that's the way this business works. And you just got to create that work yourself. As you said, that's great advice. I love that, though. Very, very cool. And Craig from New Mexico asked, he said, absolutely love your collaboration with Paulina Gatto or a go-to. I don't know who that is, to be honest. How did that happen? (laughs) How did that collaboration come together? You know, it's so funny. She's a mega, mega Latina artist. And um, I wasn't super familiar with her here, but my manager and somebody on her team and she and I, we – chit-chatted over Instagram a few times, but we recorded our parts in different countries. Um, We never met. We were never in the same room together, Um, but we are on this record together, and it's really sweet. Um, Yeah, it it was totally random, but like a super fun collab. I'm glad that you liked it, and uh, what was his name? Craig. In New Mexico? Mexico. Craig. Yeah. Thank you for listening, Craig, and uh, thank you for sharing it. Um, it's a really, it's a really pretty song. Very good, great, great. Yeah. Uh, and Danny in Palm Springs asked, "What was your favorite song to sing on AGT, and what was the best advice you got from any of the judges?" I think my favorite song that I sang on the show was "Creep" for sure. It's the mm-hmm. only song. Yeah. It's the only song that I sang on the show that I still sing today when I'm performing. Um, it's, it just, it means so much to me. It means so much to so many people. Um, so it would feel like I'm doing myself and my fans a disservice by not performing it. Um, it's, it's something that I love and look, I'll be real, 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 real. This might come come across as a little salty, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> Go for the, it. The kind of feedback and the hi, um, the kind of feedback and like advice, largely that you're getting on these shows, is not super valuable. I think personally, because like, what is Heidi Klum gonna tell me about singing a song? Like, let's be honest. <laughs> right. Let's be honest. Um, And there's not a lot of interaction happening. You know, we see each other when we're on stage and that's pretty much it. So um, if I'm being super honest, nothing sticks out to me as like a piece of advice that I got from them. Um, But a piece of advice that I got from a producer on the show that I was working with was always be true to who you are. Don't put on a character. Don't play a role. Don't pretend to be something else. Be true to who you are. And people will gravitate towards that. There you go. That no, that's great advice. And I think you're right, especially on AGT that has everything besides singers. I mean, it's a multi-act show. Like you have Michael Orland or somebody on Idol that might be a little more Idol, constructive yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, yeah, but AGT, you're right. I mean, what, what are they going to tell you? Very good. I like that. <laughs> All right, second to last one. Debbie in San Jose asks, "Who is your dream collaborator with, both male and female? Who would who would be a dream collaborator in each of those?" Um, uh, dream collaborator female is a toss up between Sia. And Lady Gaga. Mm. Those are two nice. uh, females I would love to work with. Male artist, dream collab. I don't know that any of them are alive anymore. Can I give that? Is that still? Yeah, that's fine. A no, that's a very good. I like that. I would love to do a duet with George Michael. Or oh, that'd be amazing. You know who I would love to duet with is Stevie Wonder. He's still alive, so maybe it'll happen. There you go. Exactly. Nice. Oh, you're putting it into the universe. Out of the park, but there you go. Let's put it out there. (laughs) Very good. You do you. I love that. All right. And final question here. Nick in New York City asks. I got a couple questions like this, which I thought was hilarious. Nick in New York asks. Would you rather play Elphaba or Fiero? <laughs> Elphaba, duh. Of course, that's, that's, that's what a I no thought. Brainer. That's there a no-brainer. It's so funny. I was talking, I was talking to my therapist the other day, and we were talking about because he's a former theater performer as well, and we were talking just about transitions and like as you move through the world of entertainment, like goals and dreams change. And he was telling me he's like, I knew. <laughs> He's like, I knew that my goals and my dreams were changing when I realized that I didn't want to be the male lead. I wanted to be Liza Minnelli. And I was like, that's, that's exactly how I've always felt. Like, whenever I see a Broadway show, I'm like, I want to be her. I want to play that part. I want to sing that song. <laughs> I love it. That's the song that I always yeah. first. I could tell you every female song in Wrench, but I can't only tell you maybe two of the guys' songs. So I'm right with yeah. you, there, my friend. Well, let's talk about that, too, because your your latest music, Bright and I and You, which we're going to play out in the end here, you really start owning yourself. That blue outfit was the bomb. Um, I remember you, you saying back then it was like the first time you're really feeling brave enough to dress yourself outside the way you feel inside. Talk about how those two songs were maybe transitional for you. The videos were amazing. Uh, what's the background you, you give me on those? You know, it's interesting. Um, I think, like I was saying, you know, the advice that I was giving about the record label deals, like when you're an independent artist, you get to play, you get to have fun and you get to decide what you like. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I've tried all kinds of things. Some were hits, some were misses, but they're my decisions to make. You know, I, I think last year was really a year of exploration for me. I wanted to try all the things and I was fearless to try all the things. And what I think that I learned is that I can take bits and pieces of all those learning experiences and apply them to the next chapter of my life. And maybe I Mm. won't be wearing a blue dress or maybe I will be wearing a blue dress, but ultimately (laughs) like that's my decision. And, um, and that's a part of like growing as an artist is exploring and playing and, trying new things. I love that answer. And I, and so true. How do you feel yourself evolving this? I mean, sure you have 
this downtime, are you able to create? Do you feel any new sound coming out of you? Um, where do you feel you're kind of heading right now? Any place in particular? Yeah, I actually have some new music coming out very soon. And um, it's probably the favorite. It's my most favorite music I've ever written. Mm, nice. I've been a lot of time. I, I spent a lot of time the last few years in Berlin and Germany and have been really inspired by the nightlife there and the freedom of self-expression and the freedom of sexual expression. And it's been really amazing for me and, and my partner to get to be in those spaces and in those queer nightlife spaces. And so a lot of this music is not only sonically inspired by Berlin with like house and techno beats and, but it's really the story of my life over the past couple of years, you know, of pushing mm pushing the party life a little too hard and wheeling it back and kind of just spending some time with myself and figuring out, you know, why did I do what I did and what did I learn from what I did? And it's, it's been an incredibly therapeutic experience to write this music over the, that's about to come out. So I really, I, you know, I know everyone's going to love it and it's really from my heart. So uh, I look forward to you guys hearing that. that. Oh, congratulations. I'm so excited to hear that for you. Now, what kind of a Thank songwriter you. are you? Are you lyrically first? Are you to get the melody first? Or it just depends what inspires you at the time. How do you write? Music? I'm concept. I'm always concept first. Um, I, I write from a specific experience and a, a specific lens of a moment. Um, and I usually have a song title before anything else, like... I want to write about this thing. Like, I really want to write a song about cancel culture called Cancel Me. So, like, I have this idea. Now I'm going to, like, take that into a writing session and work on this idea. You know, it's – now someone out there is going to go and write that song. Just watch. Um, <laughs> it, it always starts with a concept. And then I I work with my uh, co-writers, my producers, and, you know, we start laying down a beat, and we start humming different melody lines over it, and – it's also just like playtime. It's like you try new, you try different things, and then it's like pick the best one. We try three different melody runs. Who got the best one? All right, we're taking that, and then we're moving forward. So, it's it changes every time, but like it always starts with an idea and a concept um, and a feeling first, and then I kind of go from there. There you go. I like that. That's very cool. And talk about what kind of venue played everywhere in every type of venue from the small venues to the large, where do you feel your, where do you feel most comfortable at? Do you like the smaller, intimate uh, 50 to 100 seat houses, the 300 to 500 of the big stadiums, or is it just kind of different from time to time? It's, there's such different emotional experiences for me. I mean, I literally said to my boyfriend today on the couch, I was like, I miss performing at martinis. Like I miss, being like feeling like I'm in my living room with people who are like close to me, who understand me, who know where I come from and just really being able to settle in and tell stories and laugh and sing. Um, but you know, when I'm performing for like 25,000 people in Montreal last summer, like I didn't get to have that intimate connection with the audience right. the way that I do at, at say martinis. Um, 
there's but like that was also the most exhilarating performance of my life getting to be on stage in front of that many people and dancing and sweating my ass off and just having like <laughs> the best time with uh, some of my friends who are dancing with me you know so they both bring such different emotional energies out of me um right but i really do miss just like an intimate connection uh, with an audience Nice. I bring my show to Palm Springs every summer, and I love driving over to Martinis. That's just I love that little venue. You're right. It's uh, well, I don't care if it's to see a comedy or music or whatever. It's just the feel and the vibe is so cool. So I love that. All right. Well, tell me about. I mean, we we don't know what's happening at all yet. Are you getting any feelers coming back to you when they might be opening up some, some venues to play at, or just totally play it by ear right now? Girl, we are. Totally TBD. <laughs> it's all yep. just kind of like a, a, you know, again, people aren't really booking until like October, November, at least from my experience. Yeah. Uh, and even that is just kind of like a we'll see. Um, so I'm I'm gonna start releasing some music, and I can't get into like the live performance on on Zoom thing. I can't do it. It's not my vibe. But I'm going to start making some music videos and some videos from my house and recording some stuff. So I'm going to have a, a, some content coming out um, very soon. That's fantastic. That I don't. I think some people are really killing it and learning how to do the whole Zoom kind of stuff. But you're right. It's an entire different vibe, especially if you thrive off the audience or the reaction yeah. or off the love. That would be very hard to be. I mean, I'm, I'm a non-performer, but I would think as a performer, you need that energy to play off of that you can't get out of blue light. Yeah, from the you know, it's screen, like right? the sound's never right. The vibe is never right. It's always awkward, at least from what I've seen. I haven't seen one where I'm like, that's how you do it. That's how you do yeah. it. So I, I haven't quite gotten excited about doing that yet, but who knows? You know, if this goes on for much longer, that might be, like, my only way to, like, perform. So we'll see. They're, they're getting creative. I mean, people are getting creative with that's for sure. And you would think the technology mm-hmm. would catch up relatively quickly, but we'll see what happens. We'll see we what will. happens. <laughs> well, Brian, Justin Crum, I love having you on. I think you're an amazing artist and performer, and it's always a pleasure to get to talk to you, my friend. So good to talk to you, too. Sending my love to everyone out there listening. Make sure you check in with your local Black Lives Matter organizations and see how you can get involved and see how you can participate and help the movement. We need everybody out there right now. Well said. And just in case they're hiding under a rock, let everyone know where they can find you on social and website and fun stuff. Brian Justin Crum across all platforms. Come say hi. There you go. There you go. Do it, guys. He is a fantastic performer, even better singer-songwriter, and an even better yet person. We're going to play out with one of the newest, the I and you right here. Stay on the line for me, Brian. You're listening to Left to Straight. Shall we back to wrap everything up in just a little bit? Here we go. Did you think I was 
up the next day and say we're good. Come on, I know you ain't stupid. That's just not how heartbreak works. So why do I still want you? Alrighty, we are back. That was Brian Justin Crumb with INU. Guys, I hope you enjoyed our Music Monday right here at the Left to Straight Show. A big thanks to all my guests. Of course, our Monday Musical Minute with our special correspondent, Jay Knight. Thanks for introducing us to Jay Gregory and his new music tonight. And Brandon and James, always love having them on the show. Please check out their new music video. It's amazing, featuring, of course, the lovely Misconception, Kevin, who we had on earlier. Thanks, guys, for coming on the show. And as always, Mr. Brian Justin Crumb, it's always a pleasure when we're able to have him stop by. Be sure to tune in tomorrow night. We've got a great show for you. We're going to start off with an equality minute talking about the Supreme Court decision today to uh, allow sex being part of employment rights now. Before, there was 31 states where you could be fired for being gay or transgender or lesbian or um, bisexual. Ohio, where I am from, is one of them where they could fire you for no reason. Now, thanks to a 6-3 to three decision in the Supreme Court today, you cannot be fired for that or even ask questions about that, which is absolutely amazing. So I'm going to have on a special guest to talk about that tomorrow for the first 20 minutes. Then I have actor, comedian, and host Danny Lee Gomez coming on. He is hilarious and not bad to look at at all. Very funny, great actor, and we're going to talk for a little bit about what's going on in his life right now. And then we're going to finish it up tomorrow with David Beebe. He is a producer and a brand storyteller. He's created some great uh, award-winning shows on television, and now he goes all over the country telling people how to create good content, how to create a brand around what you do, and just a, a fascinating person to talk to. So David Beebe and Danny Lee Gomez are my two interviews tomorrow, and then we'll have that special Equality Minute be sure to uh, follow me on uh, Left of Straight for Twitter and Instagram. That's at Left of Straight, L-E-F-T-O-F-S-T-R and the number eight. And you can also follow the Left of Straight show pages at the Left of Straight show or Left of Straight radio. And my personal page is Scott Fullerton on Facebook. Go ahead and give me a friend uh request i'm open there check out the website www.leftofstraight.com and we're going to be doing the big gay road trip in three weeks from today actually i I leave three weeks from yesterday the first show will be four weeks from today um out of palm springs all live shows coming at you we're going to be a couple hours earlier 
but it's going to be a good time had by all, so be sure to look at that. Thank you so much to my intern, Loviana, who is taking care of the board while we were playing today. I'll be back tomorrow with a whole new episode every night this week, Monday through Friday, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. We're going to play out with another Brian Justin Crumb song. This is Circles. You're listening to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight radio network. Bye-bye. Circle